17. Acts chapter number 17. If you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. Can we bring the lights up a little bit again? Uh, if you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. We'll put it up here on the screen for you. Um, so I appreciate that, Anthony. You're a good man. Hey, right here. Why don't you want to get, get this side too? Okay. <laughs> Just the steps right here. Okay. Uh, now, well, okay. Meyer at Acts chapter 17. Some of y'all, and I, I shouldn't say some of y'all, but if you came thinking you were going to, like, I'm coming to see the production, you're in the wrong place, okay? And the reason why I say that is because I, I, y'all are thinking, man, they don't know what they're doing around here. They got three baptisms here and three other. Who cares? Like, this is, the, we, sometimes we, especially when we come into these dural, doors, sorry, I don't, know what, I don't know what that word was, I just made up a word. We come through these doors and we feel like we have to put on the perfect face and everything's got to be perfect and we've got to have all this, all that kind of stuff. You know what? We're just, just a bunch of broken people, right? We're just a bunch of broken people serving a holy God and, and, and just getting excited about what he's doing, amen? Like that's what we're doing. And, and so like if this, if this bothers you like, oh my gosh, they're, they're mopping up water here and all this kind of stuff. Hey, we're just a bunch of regular people. I, I got one more thing to tell you. Okay, I, I, now I told this earlier. Now I'm um, I'm not a hunter. I'm not a fisher. I'm not much of a handyman. I've just tore up my bathroom, by the way, David. Just tore it all out. I'm a great demo man. I don't know how to put it back together. All right, uh, Scott Browder, where you at, man? I'm not a mechanic. Okay, <laughs> I guess Scott's like I know that. I wish you were a better mechanic. All right, I'm not a mechanic. I'm not all those things. All right. And, 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 and honestly, when I came out here to Fairview, I'll just tell you right, straight up, I'm a city boy. I, 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 my whole entire 18 years of my life, when I, when I was a kid, I grew up within the metro Atlanta area, okay? And, and when I say, like, I didn't live right in Atlanta, but every time you go over to Atlanta, it just gets a little bit bigger, okay? I'm city. I've never had any acres or any kind of, I've never had any livestock in my yard, none of that kind of stuff. Like, we had a yard, if, I, if we wanted something to eat, we went to the store, okay? Uh, that's just who I am, all right? I'm a city guy. I still live in the city of Coleman, I'll just be honest with you, all right? And, 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 and coming out here to Fairview, I was like, am I going to fit? Am I going to fit? Like, I feel like, like I'm like a, a square peg going in a round hole. But here's what I love about, about, this, about the, these people here. Here's what I love, and I, and I, and I don't take this in, in any way, shape, or form because I put myself in that category, is, you know what, we're just a bunch of regular folks, amen. Just a bunch of regular folk. Like, and I, I'm saying that from the standpoint of me. Like, if you, if you were expecting somebody to come up here in a tie and a suit and all that kind of stuff, come Easter, okay? <laughs> I'll wear one then. <laughs> or, or see me at a funeral. That's about all you're going to get. But here's the deal. I'm just a regular guy. And, that, and that's the thing I love about this place. We're just a bunch of regular folks trying to get closer to Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So I don't know why I've put that out there, but I just think it's important that, that let's not take ourselves too serious. Let's not take ourselves. It's okay to laugh in church. It's okay to cry in church. It's okay to get excited, right? There's a lot of great things about being in this place. All right. I, I'm off my soapbox now. I apologize. I'm not really in a soapbox. I'm, what I'm saying is like, man, I'm thankful for this place. I'm really thankful for this place. All right, Acts chapter 17 and verse number 10. Acts chapter 17, verse number 10. It says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore many of them believed also of honorable women which were Greeks and of a men not a few. 
But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to the sea, but Silas and and, uh, Timotheus abode there still. And they conducted Paul, brought him unto unto Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and uh, uh, Timotheus for to come to him with all speed, they departed. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for a wonderful opportunity for the word to change us today. Lord, your word is powerful. Your word is living. Lord, your word can cut deep. And Lord, I don't want any, I don't want any, any production, any words of man, any, any song, Lord, to change our hearts. Lord, I want you to change our hearts through your word. And so, Lord God, I just pray that you honor that today. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, here's what I want to do, and, I, and I'll, I'll just, just to, I'm going to kind of summarize Acts uh, 17, 10 through 15, and then we're going to hone in really on one particular verse. Uh, now, I'm not, I'm not the guy, I'm not in any way, shape, the guy that says, hey, you really need to go listen to this because all that kind of stuff. But, but if you missed last week, we do have a website now, our own website, templebaptistfairview.com. You have to actually, you can't Google it, okay? The, the, you have to put in templebaptistfairview.com, and it's going to come up. We have our own website, and we are now putting our messages online. Only the audio, only the audio, Okay. Um, we're, we're going to get, uh, I will tell you this, we are having conversations that we are going to start Facebook live streaming in the near future. Say amen. All right. So that'll be exciting. All right. But we do have the audio on there. And so if you go to our, our website, it says media, you're going to see like things that say like video archives. Don't even look there. I mean, there's not, there's nothing there. Okay. Uh, but Sunday audio archives go there. And the name of the, the message is a world turned upside down. If you were not here last week, I encourage you to go listen to that last week. I wanted to rehash it, but honestly, we have so much material today that I, don't, I can't really go back. But it's important from the standpoint of you as a Christian and as a church that you go back and listen to that message. So if you were here last week, I think you'd understand the importance of that message last week. So I encourage you to go back. And that is not in any way, shape, or form like I want you to listen to me more often. I just feel like it's going to help you, all right? So with that said... Um, last week, we had Paul uh, going into Thessalonica, and, and, and he, he goes in, in the synagogues, and he shares Jesus, and he goes into a house of Jason. There are people in, the, in Thessalonica, that they, a group of people come and try to attack Jason's house where he is housing Paul and Silas. They're not there anymore. They bring out Jason and all his people and basically charge them and saying, hey, these are the people that are housing the people that are turned the world upside down. Down. That's exactly what your King James Bible says. Um, and so from that standpoint, they, they then travel to Berea. So that's where we are today. They're in Berea. They're t- traveling, and Paul is on this second missionary journey going from city to city, place to place, preaching Jesus, okay? Now, now the, the, we'll look at verse 11, and 11 specifically, but he goes in, and he preaches Jesus. They receive the word, and they said there's many people that do that. But then the people at Thessalonica... In verse 13, they hear about it, and they come to Berea to cause more problems and to stir the people. And because of that, then Paul moves on to another place, okay? So that's kind of the summarize of it. But we're really going to hit on verse 11. Go back to verse 11. All right, these were more noble, okay? Now, that word more noble doesn't mean that they were greater in stature or anything like that. More noble basically means they were more open, 
okay? They're more open. The people at Thessalonica were not very open, or at least there were several people that weren't very open, but the people in Berea were very open, okay? More noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scripture daily whether those things were so. Go back, go to verse 12. Therefore, many of them believed, and also of the honorable women, which were Greeks, and of the men, not a few, okay? So that's where we're going to focus. So what happened in Berea is when they got there, there were people that were more open. The word readiness there, go back to verse 11, the word readiness means willingness, willingness. So they were more open and willing to hear the word and search the scripture daily whether those things were so, all right? So go back to the title slide. Here's the title of the message, self-fed or spoon-fed? Say that with me, ready? Self-fed or spoon-fed? Okay, I was talking to Cameron earlier, okay? Cameron, you, uh, Noah is nine months old, is that correct? Okay, uh, the, uh, Cameron and Alyssa had their first child. I don't know if there's many more to come or if maybe he'll be the only one. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but they had their first child. Now, Noah requires a lot of attention. Would you agree? Okay, he requires a lot of attention. Um, is Noah at nine months old, is he feeding himself yet? Okay, okay, not, in, not independently. Like he opens his mouth, like he can do that. You don't have to shove it down there. But, but he is not actually picking up the spoon and saying, hey, it's time for some, some to eat, right? Okay, and now he is, he's on solid food, correct? Or I should say not solid food. He's on baby food still. He's on solid food now, okay? Do, is, he, is he transitioning like all the solid food? Or, okay, great, that's awesome, okay? That shows you how long it's been since I've had a kid, all right? <laughs> I'm like, my kid, I'm like, I have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old about to be 11 and 14. I don't remember those days very well, okay? Uh, but he has transitioned, all right? But when he was first born, you couldn't eat, like the only food he had was what? was milk, right? And then slowly it came along to where he had some baby food, and now he's on solid food, okay? Now let me ask this question. Have you fed him a steak yet? No, okay, why? Good, very good, all right. Well, this is like, these are really obvious questions, all right? He's not ready for it yet, right? Okay, so, self-fed or spoon-fed? Self-fed or spoon-fed? Now, let's talk about the Bereans, okay? The Bereans were, they said they were more open people. Um, they, they, were, they were ready, they were willing, with readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures daily, whether those things be so. Okay, so Paul comes into an area and he starts to, to, to share about Jesus. And instead of them saying, hey, uh, everything that Paul has said, this is exactly what, like, as long as Paul said it, that means it's good. What they did is they took what Paul said, then they went home, they opened up the scriptures for themselves. Now, let me help you with this. Paul, Paul preached out of the scriptures. Now, he wasn't preaching Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the New Testament. That doesn't even exist at this point. He's going back to Old Testament scripture. So what they were doing is they were hearing what Paul was saying. They were going home and looking up what he was saying. Now, why is that important? Why is that important? I'll give you a couple of reasons why that, that's important. Um, one, is that, um, one is that some of you are skeptic of Jesus. Like this whole Jesus part. Like, like you talk about this Jesus guy all the time, but, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptic of it. I don't know. Now, I can tell you all day long about how great and wonderful Jesus is, but really what I want you to encourage you to is go search it out for yourself. Like, here's one. If you're skeptic about Jesus, go look, go look at, go read the book of John. Go read the book of John, front to back, read the book of John, and then come talk to me about Jesus. Because I, f- I feel what, what we've been talking about, Jesus, you'll see what we're talking about when you read the book of John. Why, why is it also important? Um, another reason why it's important is because um, when we share the gospel, 
when we share the gospel. One of the things I hear all the time, reason why people don't share the gospel, number one, well, number, first reason is fear. I don't share the gospel because I'm scared. Now, why are they scared? One of the major reasons why they say they're scared is because I'm afraid they're going to ask me a question that what? I don't know. I don't know the answer to. And so what we do is we say, because there may be some resistance to it, I'm not going to share the gospel. Here's what I want to encourage you about. Is it my responsibility, and this is, we're, we're kind of getting there, is it my responsibility to answer every single question that may come up, or in your mind you already have several questions that you could actually go to the Scripture yourself and figure it out on your own, say amen. Okay? All right. Let's, let's, let's use a different example. Why is it important that you search the Scriptures on your own? Okay? I'm trying to be as biblically faithful as I can. I'm trying to only preach the Bible. Does every single preacher always preach the truth of the Bible? No, okay? I'm going to encourage you, and I'm not saying that every single TV preacher is bad. What I'm telling you is majority of the TV preachers are giving you half-truth, not the full thing. And here's what, it, it, when you, and th this is why this is important, what we're going to talk about here. I'm not always going to be here. Now, I pray it's like 30 or 40 years down the road, Okay? When I'm not here. But, there, but whatever happens, there will be somebody who does this after me. Either God's going to move me or I'm going to die. That was kind of morbid. Okay, I'm sorry. But one of those things are going to happen. And here's the deal. Whoever comes in after me, you know what I want you to do? I don't want you to just take for them what they say. I want you to believe that what they're saying is the Bible. And you know it for yourself. So you can compare it. Now, self-fed or spoon-fed, self-fed or spoon-fed. Now, there are two different places in the Bible specifically where it talks about the difference between milk and meat, referring to the word, milk and meat. Now, there's other places, but, but there's a, these two verses I'm about to share are specific in, this, in what they say. Of There's a comparison of here's milk and here's meat. Now, let me explain that a little bit, all right? Now, again, let's go back to little Noah. Do you mind me using an example, Okay. At some point, he's going to be able to have a steak, all right? And I think that's going to be a glorious day for him. And I think he's going to be like, man, this is awesome. This is the greatest thing ever. And here's what's really cool. Probably, I'm, I'm assuming this, and even at this point now, once he tries that steak, he don't want to ever go back to that baby food. And he probably ain't never going to, I hope not, I hope not. He better, never, he better not ever want to go back to that milk, you know what I mean? Like if he's like 13 years old and be like, hey, where's that bottle? That's a problem, okay? <laughs> but, but milk, milk and meat, milk and meat. So we talk about the spiritual thing of, 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 of the word being referenced as milk and the word being referenced as meat. So go ahead and put my first verse up there. Is that, is that my first Corinthians? Is that the one I sent you first? No, first, the first Corinthians verse? Is that the next verse I had? I'm just making this up as I go along. Here we go. Uh, that was a joke. All right. First Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3.1. And I, brethren, okay, first of all, this is, this is Paul talking to the church of Corinth, okay? And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto, as unto carnal. Okay, we talk about this. There's, 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 a, there's a spirit side of us and there's a flesh side of us. If you don't have Jesus, all you have is the flesh. But if you have Jesus, you have a flesh and a spirit. And so here's what he's saying. He said, I could not speak to you as, as, in the spiritual sense. I had to speak to you from the flesh side of it, even as unto what? Babes in Christ. Verse 2. I have fed you with milk. I have fed you with milk. And so that's, that's kind of where the starting point, new Christian 
We, we, some, some of the people that got baptized today are brand new Christians, and brand new Christians cannot handle meat. They need milk, all right? For I fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to what? Bear it, neither yet now are ye able, okay? Now, just from the standpoint, now, here's what we need to, to, to we didn't go to verse 3, correct? Okay, all right. So, what, but here's what I want to tell you, is as a new Christian, you need milk. Okay? But th- he's not necessarily talking to brand new Christians. What he's saying is saying, look, I fed you with milk, and I would like to feed you with meat, but if I fed you with meat, you wouldn't be able to handle it. You wouldn't be able to bear it. Now, part of this, th- these two verses talk about, really, from the standpoint of our own spiritual condition. Now it's getting a little tight in here, okay? Why? Okay? The, the reason why they couldn't receive meat, not, was not just for, it, we, we look at, okay, if you, milk is where you start with. In order to, to take meat, let's use Noah's example, in order for Noah to receive meat, he has to mature. Say mature. Mature, he has to mature. His, more specifically, his digestive system has to mature. His digestive system right now, if you gave, if you gave him steak, first of all, he'd probably choke. <laughs> And second of all, his body could not process that piece of meat, right? Okay? He had to mature. And see, here's what he's saying. Go back to my 1 Corinthians, please. Okay? Go back to verse 2, verse 1. Verse (laughs) 1, I'm getting you. And brother could not speak to you unspiritual, but as to carnal. What he's saying is that, look, the, the reason why we can't go to meat is because you haven't matured in your spiritual walk. You're carnal. I, there's so many things that, and I, I, I'll, I'll get to this, and, and I'm saying one thing, and then I look like I'm going to pivot. But, but I would love to dig down more from the standpoint of giving you more spiritual meat. But if I'm being honest, there's a lot of you that couldn't handle it. Because when we, get, when we talk about spiritual meat, when we get talk about the deep stuff and all that kind of stuff, what you're going to recognize is like, because here, here, let's use this example, okay? The one thing that Jesus is doing in my life is that he is calling me to, to, to continue to mature. He's, he, he is calling me to something higher each and every time, each and every day, okay? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm closer to Christ now, but also from the standpoint, the expectation that Christ has put on my life has grown more and more and more as I have grown in my spiritual maturity, okay? Follow me on this, all right? Okay? And, and, and so the things that, that, that God, God asked me to do in obedience, when I was a first a brand-new Christian, it was like, hey, just go talk to your neighbor. Now let's go share the gospel. Okay? But, but, but when I, when I, it was like, let's talk about, you know, these things. I, I, I hope you all, I'm going to say this out loud, so not to discourage you, but next, next week we're going to talk about idolatry. And I hope you see, keep coming tomorrow because you're like, well, we don't deal with that. Now, you may not pray to a little statue every single day, but we got a bunch of idols in this world. Say amen. Okay? And, it's gonna, and next week, is, I'm just going to let you know, it's going to be a little tighter, all right, because we're going to call the idols in our modern-day world out, all right? And some of you all are not going to like it because you like your idols. But w- w- what is that doing? What we're doing is we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna kind of step it up a little bit next week and some of y'all are not going to receive it because, you know what, you haven't been growing your spiritual walk. You're still carnal, not spiritual. Okay? Let's go to the next verse. Y'all enjoying this? Say amen. All right, here we go. Hebrews 12, 11, uh, Hebrews 5, 12. For when? For the time you ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again 
which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And have become such as have need of what? Milk. Here's what, here's, here's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Is, is where you are, how long you've been saved, you're at a point to where I shouldn't be have to keep on going back to the basics with you. You should be the one who should be able to teach others what that is. But I'm having to do this because, right here, because you have need of milk and not of what? Strong meat. Let's go to verse 13. For everyone, look at this, for everyone that uses milk, notice this, if you're like a milk Christian, that's as far as you've gone, is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. He is a babe. Uh, we'll talk about this in just a minute. Some of y'all have been in the same place of, I just can't understand the Bible. And you've been saying that for years now. And, and, and the problem is, is that you've never gotten off the milk. So guess what? You're unskillful in the word of righteousness. You don't, know how to, you don't know how to rightly divide the word. You don't know how to, how, how to let the word get in you and, and work in you. Because look, you're just on milk. Verse 14. But strong meat, but strong meat belongeth to them that are what? Of full age. Or what? Mature. Mature. Even those who are by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. One of the things that you can really tell if somebody is growing in their spiritual maturity is their discernment. Their discernment. Discernment, basically, that they can, like, discern between good and evil. Like, they can see, this is good, this is positive, this is the direction I need to go, these are things I don't need to do. These are bad for me, I'm going to turn away from those things, okay? Discernment. Discernment. Now, um... When it comes to this, when it comes to the Word, okay, there are two, 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 there are two ways we can look at this. Um, because here, here's what I want, you to, I, want, I want you to understand what I would like to get to become versus what I feel like I have to be right now. When it comes to, to helping you grow in the Word and in your spiritual walk and all that kind of stuff, I want, I want to feel more like a personal trainer than a massage therapist. Now, let me explain that a little bit, okay? Okay? Uh, a mas- let's talk about a massage therapist. Now, if you're a massage therapist, I, I, I'm not a massage therapist expert. You're probably going to correct me later on and all that kind of stuff. But you know what a massage therapist is basically there for you is to make you feel good, to make you feel better, to put you at ease, to, to let you relax. You know, let, this, let, this, let all this just kind of go out of your body, okay? All right? The, the, that's what the massage therapist do. A personal trainer is getting in your face. A personal trainer is setting goals. A personal trainer is one that says, hey, you were here this week, and now I want you here next week. And I want you here next week. A personal trainer is saying, hey, you, you know what? I see you fudged on your diet. You need to, get, you need to, you need to go off the ho-hos and get on the hummus, okay? Or I, I, that may not be a good option. I don't know. It shows you how much diet I have. We're eating hot dogs and cookies and chips for, for a picnic today. Okay. But, but I want to be more personal trainer then I want to be a massage therapist. Now, let me help you with this. To get a crowd, to get a crowd, a massage therapist is, is good at getting a crowd. Because, and I'm not trying to be ugly about this. If you just walk out of here feeling better about yourself, I, don't, I still don't know if that's a win. 
I feel better about myself today. <laughs> this is going to sound bad. I really want you feeling worse. <laughs> and and, and look, let's use a personal trainer deal. Let's use a personal This is great. This is great. Um, uh, how many of y'all have ever worked out ever in your life? Raise your hand. Ever worked out ever in your life, okay? All right. All right. Um, uh, I, need a, I need a sound that goes along with this. Uh, how, how, how do you feel after leg day? Give me a sound. Oh, yeah, tell me about it, all right? When you do leg day, when you do squats and all this kind of stuff, here's what you do. You walk like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be there in just a minute, all right? Zach, you're, you're an O-lineman, right? Okay, you were leg day man, right? Okay, that was horrible. That was the worst day ever, all right, leg day. But, but, if you kept doing it, if you kept doing it, Zach, I'm going to use an example. You're an O-lineman, Okay. If, if you, it, w- could you tell, it, what you did in the offseason, you were an O-lineman, right? Not a defense lineman, O-lineman, okay? All right, all right. Offensive lineman. <laughs> I don't know much about, I do know something about football, okay? All right, I didn't play it, but I know I watch it. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Uh, could you tell from the standpoint of when it, it's game day, it's season, could you tell if you slacked off in the offseason? You could, all right? I, I'm not going to put you on this and worry about that. But were there some seasons that were more successful because you knew you put the work in a little bit more? Okay? Because, it, because of what you did in the offseason, you were ready for the game, right? Okay? And, and, and here's what I think what's, what my concern is. I don't know if we're ready for the game. Because we haven't put the work in the offseason. Now, again, self-fed versus spoon-fed. All right? Now, I'm going to give you some, some tips in just a minute. But here's what I really want to challenge you about, okay? If the only, only bit of scripture that you ever get is on Sunday morning or possibly on a Wednesday night, if that's all the scripture you get in the whole entire week, here's what I want to help you with. You are a spoon-fed Christian. And if you're a spoon-fed Christian, the place you will always stay, let's use little Noah for an example again, okay? You're never going to get to move on to, to meet. That's the only thing you do, okay? I want you to be self-fed. I want to, I want to go deeper with y'all. And, and, and I, let me help you with this. There are some people in this room that are ready to go deeper. Say amen. There are some people that are ready to go deeper. And I, I'll just go ahead and tell you this right now. I cannot continue to wait for everyone. I'm not trying to say it in an ugly way. I cannot continue to wait for everyone. We're going to have to start moving in and, and start putting a little more meat out there. But, but if you're like going, man, Buchanan, that's hard. What you need to look at is maybe because you haven't gone from being just spoon-fed to being self-fed. Self-fed, okay? Now, um, again, personal trainer. My responsibility is not just to give you the only word that you have. My responsibility is to equip you to do it yourself. All right? Let's use, last, last illustration, I'll give you some tips. Okay? Uh, I have an almost 14-year-old, almost 11-year-old. My, 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 first and foremost, my, my number one concern for them is their spiritual condition. Say amen. That's my number one concern. But secondary to that is that when they turn 18 years old, they will go out from my house. <laughs> okay? Now, we, they may stay a little bit longer if they're in college or something like that. But at some point, they're going out from my house. And I hope you all appreciate this. And becoming a productive member of society. Right? 
Okay? I want them to be able to provide for themselves, pay their taxes, you know, um, that kind of thing. Take care of themselves. If, if you're a parent and you want that, please say amen. amen. I want that, okay? If, if, my, my goal is not for my 35-year-old son to be living in my basement. Like, we've been talking about moving and all this kind of stuff. My, my wife wants a basement because of the storms and all that kind of stuff. All right, don't tell her I said that. All right, she's not scared. Okay, maybe. All right, so, but we do not, we're not getting a basement so our kids can come back and live in it one day. We're getting it so that we can stay down there during the storm so I can sleep and she can worry. Okay, that's what we're doing that for. All right, but <laughs> you have that desire for your kids. You have that desire for your kids from the standpoint of, I mean, I know this is a little heavy for y'all. I'm mean, you're like, Buchanan, he's nine months old. Stop talking about him being 18. But really, like, there's an end in mind, right? Okay, productive adult in society. But yet, but yet in our spiritual walk, we're basically sitting there going, just feed me. Just feed me. We got to get to a place where we feed ourselves. All right. Now, search the scriptures. I'm not, I'm not texting anybody, I promise you. But I'm going to give you some, some tips, okay? This may be where you want to write something down. It may not be whatever. But here are some tips for searching the Scripture on your own. Here are some tips for searching the Scripture on your own. First things first, okay? And this is kind of twofold. One is, if you're going to search the Scripture, you've got to be willing to slow down and remove the distractions. Okay? And, and the reason why I say that is because majority of the time, the reason why we don't read our Bibles outside of church is because we're way too busy. And, and I, 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 well, the world gets busier and busier and busier. I want to help you with this. And this is what I had to admit to myself. A lot of the things on our calendars, who put them there? We did. <laughs> so we really can't be like, oh, I'm so busy all the time. You're right. You put it on the calendar. Now let's, let's talk about this. If you put it on the calendar, what does that mean? You can take it off. Look how much control you have. This is great. Remove distractions. Remove distractions. Here's the a, here's a thing that I really think we need to pay attention to. I believe we're on information overload in our society right now. This is, uh, I, I'm going I'm to pull it up real quick. Hold on. I'm going to pull up Facebook. I got Instagram too, by the way, so I'm cool. <laughs> but this is what we do, okay? I hope I don't have anything inappropriate somebody's posted on Facebook, all right? But here's the deal. This is how we get our information. Hold on. This is how we get our information. As fast as our thumb will move. That's how, how quick we're getting information. See, it won't even load. It's going so fast, all right? But that's how we get our information. So we have information overload. I'm telling you, if you have all this, all this information hitting you all the time, what happens is that's how we want our, 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 our spiritual stuff. That's how we want God. Like, give me something quick, God, so I can move on to the next thing. Quick, 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 quick. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, Okay. So first things first, certain scriptures, we've got to slow down and remove distractions. I'm going to say this, and y'all, y'all can, if, I said this already before, I'm not opposed to you having a, a Bible on your phone. I have a Bible on my phone right here. But I'm telling you, if the only Bible reading you do is on your phone, don't be surprised if you don't do a lot of Bible reading. Why? There's distractions. When I open my phone and I say, I'm going to read the Bible, I've done this. I'm going to read the Bible, and I will look at my phone. Oh, I got a Facebook notification. Oh, God, somebody text me. Oh, look, there's an email. And here I am, I'm going all this kind of stuff. And guess what? I never ever open my Bible. Okay. So I encourage you if you're going to search the Scriptures, get a physical Bible. 
<laughs> here's, the, here's what's really cool about this. Get a physical Bible and do this. Watch, hold on. Oh, this is scary. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch, watch, watch this. Hold on. I'll wait for it. <gasps> oh, no! What happened? It's not <laughs> giving me things. What's happening is dark screen. Ah, okay. Turn it off. Some of you are like freaking out. Like, you can't make it a phone call right now. Nobody will be able to get them. If I answer a phone call right now, that's a bad thing. Turn it off. Turn it off. Here's what's really cool. Your text messages will come in after the fact. Oh, my goodness. If they'll call, it'll go straight to voicemail. You have voicemail. <laughs> if they don't use it, that's their problem, okay? All right? So, remember this right now. i got to turn it back on because I don't have my, my tips. All right? <laughs> Give me just a minute. Come on, phone. <laughs> We're just going to hang out for a little bit, just talk, all that kind of stuff. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Help me out. Uh, talking about personal trainers, I think that's the only place where you never call another man baby is in the, in the gym. Okay, maybe that was weird. Okay, whatever. Uh, sorry about that. Like, one more, baby. Get one more. And I was like, I'm not going to the gym with Buchanan now. All right. Woo! Here we go. All right, yeah. <laughs> Some people were like going, come on. And then be like, stop. Stop. Don't come anymore. All right. Uh, next, pray for God to show you something. Pray for God to show you something. This is a spiritual book. It's a spiritual book. Like, I'm telling you, and, and people, if you haven't read the Scripture on any consistent basis, every time I open the Scripture, God shows me something. Every time. And here's what's really cool. The, the, the fact about it being living, I can read the same Scripture five days in a row, and God can show me something new in it every single time. Does that mean the words change? No. Does that mean the interpretation changed? No. But what changes is how I can apply it to my life. And here's the thing also about our spiritual condition is if you're in, a, as you're growing in your maturity, there, this is the greatest example I've heard about the Bible. The Bible's like an onion. It has many layers. Some of y'all can't get to the depth of the layers because you haven't been willing to, to take one off. You gotta be willing, in order to get to the center, you gotta take it off one layer at a time, okay? So there's many layers to the Bible, but you, it, a lot of it comes from the standpoint of just the more you get into it, the more you get into it. All right. Next, read it slowly and several times. Read it slowly and several times. Now, I'm going to give you a great example. So, uh, so on Friday afternoon, I was filling up the baptistry, and my buddy John Cole was here, and we were just talking back and all that kind of stuff, and I started talking about that scripture. The, go back to Acts chapter, uh, Acts 17, verse, is it verse 12 or verse 11? Verse 12? Yes, verse 11. There we go. Ooh, ooh. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. And I didn't even notice this. Watch this. In that they received the word with what? All. Stop for just a minute. All readiness of mind. Now, some of you are like, why is that important, Buchanan? Because sometimes, sometimes we, we're, we're, not, we're not reading the scripture from the standpoint of giving it. We're, we're willing in all ways. We're not, we're not taking it all. We're saying, okay, I'm only going to give half my attention to it. Or part of my attention to it. What he's saying is with all willingness, with all readiness of mind. Now here's what he, here's, here's, and and I, I, why, why do I say that? I didn't see that the first time I read it. I didn't see it the second time I read it. I didn't see it the third or fourth time I read it. But the, when I was talking to John right here by the baptistry, that word all jumped out at me. 
that when I come to searching the scripture, I need to be all in, all in, that this is my number one primary focus at the time. So that's the thing. Read it and read it again. If you can't get anything out of, when I read the Bible, fine. Go back and read it again. Go read it again. I'm still not getting to you, Cannon. That's fine. Go read it again. And here's the thing. Read it slowly. Let me help you with this. And I'm, this is me, but I think it's important. Every word matters. That word all changed it for me in this verse. Because being willing and searching the scriptures is important, but being all with all readiness of mind, that stepped it up a notch for me. Okay? Next, meditate on it. Meditate on it. Okay? Meditate on it. Um, the word meditate means to think about it. When, when, uh, I, now, I want to be careful I say this, because if you do this, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from the whole, hey, you need to have a daily quiet time with God. Now, let me explain this for just a minute, because here's what I feel like is happening. We put our daily t- quiet time with God, and we say, I'm going to give God 15 minutes of my day, and then we get God out of the way so that we can go on for the rest of our life. Let me help you with this. God doesn't want just 15 minutes of your day. He wants your whole day. Okay, so, so if you want to have a daily quiet time, that's fine. But it's not, hey, I read my Bible today. No, what you read, guess what? You need to think about it throughout the whole entire day. It's meditating. Joshua 1.8, Joshua 1.8. Did I give you that verse 1, verse 2, verse as well? Nope, Joshua 1.8. We'll do Psalms 1.2, that's fine. Stay right there. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he what? Meditate day and Night, okay. So uh, Joshua one eight. Did I give you Joshua one eight? You got it. Look, at <laughs> you're funny. I looked over here and then it was right there. Okay, all right. The book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Look at this. Now this is where it goes. To the next thing that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. That when I read something in Scripture. On that day, I need to look and say, okay, what do I need to do with the scripture that I've read today? How can I put this into practice? For then thou shalt make the way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. It's amazing. How do, we, how do we find success in life? How do we prosper in life? Here's what we do. We go to the Bible and do what it says. That's how you're successful. All right, here we go. Meditate on it. Next, examine scripture with scripture. Examine scripture with scripture. Okay? Uh, uh, that, hey, I'm reading this, and I really don't know exactly, you know, what this is talking about. So what you you need to do is you need to take this section of Scripture and go reference it to another place in the Scripture where it talks about it. Examine Scripture with Scripture. Now, I'm going to go a little farther than this in just a minute, but let the Bible interpret the Bible. Okay? Let the, the, I'll get into this more, okay? Use the tools in your Bible. Okay, most everybody in the back of your Bible, you have a thing called a concordance. You don't know what that is because you've never used it. Okay, a concordance is a, is a it says here's a word and here's everywhere where that word is found in your Bible. Now, your Bible is not an exhaustive concordance. It is a is a brief one. So look in the back. If you OK, if you deal with. If you deal with lying. OK. Why don't you go find in the Bible everywhere it talks about lies? <laughs> and, and read for yourself what, what, what it talks about lies, okay? So use your concordance. Use the maps. Some of you are like, we have maps in the back? Yes, you have maps in the back. Like, if you want to know where Paul is going on spirit, missionary journeys, look at your maps. Okay, this is a big one too. Uh, Webster's Dictionary, 1828. 
you can you can find it. You can Google that. Webster's Dictionary, eighteen twenty-eight. I had a dad. I know I'm going a little long. I had a dad that wanted he did he did not want to just tell me what I needed to know. He wanted me to figure it out for myself. I had a dad. How many of y'all had a dad like this? You would ask a question, and he'd say, go, go get the dictionary. Anybody have that? I had that, okay? I had that dad say, go get the dictionary. And I would have to look it up in the dictionary. And then if I had more questions, he'd go, go look that word up in the dictionary, all right? I understand. King James Bible. These are words we don't use all the time. I get it. But here's the deal. They're, they're, these words are not like words. They, these words mean something. And so this dictionary will let you know what that word means in today's terms. So 1828 dictionary. First use. The law of first use. Okay? Basically what it means, the, the law of first mention. If you want to know what a word means, go find the first place it's mentioned in the Bible. And typically what it does is it de- defines itself. Okay? Just a little nugget right there for you. It's like, I don't know what this word means. Go find the first time. It may be in Genesis. It may be in Deuteronomy. It may be in Psalms. But usually the first mention, it defines itself right there. All right. Commentary. Commentary. Now, what a commentary is, is commentary is another person's opinion about the Scripture. Now, warning, caution, okay? Any commentary you read, here's what you do. You read that commentary, then you go back to the Scripture. If the Scripture says something different than the commentary, which one is right? The Scripture's right, okay? So be careful about commentary, okay? Because what commentaries will do, they'll have this weird belief system over here, and they'll start to sneak it into their commentary to make you, th- then this is, oh, the, hey, this is where this verse is talking about this. That verse ain't talking about that at all. It's just trying to prove a point, okay? Now here's some of the, we're kind of getting the danger stuff. Uh, look at the context. Time it is written. Who it is written to. The purpose of the writing, okay? You need to understand that, okay? If you read, the, the, the big thing with the Old Testament, if you read Levitical law, you're going to be a wacko. Okay? I'm not trying to be ugly about that, but, but the Levitical law was for people. Yes, that was for the Jews, all right? Okay? There's some things that the Jews don't do that we can, all right? Now, you can, be, you can follow the Levitical law all you want to, and some of, it's, it, some of it is carried through into the New Testament. Don't throw it all away. But some of that stuff you're like getting all like, you know, oh, somebody shouldn't do that. And then you'll pull out a verse, a, a verse out of Leviticus. Okay, that's great, but they're not Jews. Like, they're able, whatever. Okay, so... Last thing, and I'll be done. Say this with me. Do not Google. <laughs> Do not Google. Okay, here's, here's the problem with our society. We want it instant, right? We, want, we live in a, we, want, we, we, don't want, we don't want a crock pot. We want a microwave, right? Cro- uh, my wife, we'll, we'll, we'll put some chicken in the crock pot in the morning, and, and, and about 5 o'clock, that thing's about good, right? Okay? Microwave, it, my little thing comes, like, I, I want some mac and cheese, you know? Put it in there, bing, two minutes done. All right? I don't know about you, but the, the, the roast, the chicken that's been in the crock pot, a whole lot better than that packaged mac and cheese. And here's the thing about Google. Google, I love Google. Don't get me wrong, I love Google. And if you need to know the, the phone number for the restaurant, or, or if you want to know, like, direction to something, or, you know, I, I've been Googling what words in Spanish, you know? Like, I'm, I'm doing my Duolingo, I don't know the answer, so I'll go over there and I'll, like, Google it real quick so I can get the answer right, you know, that kind of thing. You can do that. But please, please do not just, I wonder what the Bible says about this, and Google that. 
If you're going to do that, oh, let me, let me share it with you. If you're going to do that, there's going to be like 5 billion posts that come up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at, I, like, I want you to go deep in the pages. Like look at the first couple and then go like seven pages down or whatever, all that kind of stuff. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell me if you're not thoroughly confused. Because <laughs> Google, I'm telling you, it's a great tool, but it's deceiving so many people. Because, and I'm, I'm trying to encourage you about this. The reason why we Google is because we don't want to do the other steps. We don't want to slow down. We don't want to remove distractions. We don't want to compare Scripture to Scripture. We don't want to look at a dictionary. We don't want to look in, like, we don't want to use our concordance. On, we, want, we, don't, we want to go the lazy way. So we go the lazy way, and here's what happens. There's a lot of people, and people even in this room right now, that believe a lot of things that God never said because you Googled it one day. Uh, you really want to go thrown off? Google end times. Don't you if you want to do that, okay? <laughs> but I promise you, you will be like this under your bed covers. <laughs> because here's the deal. You will find tomorrow's the day, <laughs> next week's is the day, all this kind of stuff. Now, if you're, if, you're, if you're saved, you should be like, woo, yeah, live life great, all right? But I'm just telling you, okay? Now, I know this is a little bit different message. I get it. But we've got to transition. We've got to move. We can't be spoon-fed all of our lives. We have to get to the point to say, I'm going to be self-fed. And here's what I want to encourage you all about. And this is what, uh, this whole outline thing, uh, some of you all like the no outline. Some of you are like, Buchanan, I need something. Structure, give it to me. All right? You know what I'm doing? I'm doing the exact same thing you should be doing. Fridays. I, don't, I, don't, I shouldn't tell you all this because now you all be like, hey, Buchanan, what, you Friday, you're open. Used to be uh, Fridays. Fridays I would take all day to study. I would study all day on Fridays. Get in here, study about half the, about half the day, about lunchtime. After lunch, I'd be building my outline. Um, sometimes it would take a little bit longer. We'd go into Saturday. That's happened a lot. But honestly, you know, when I start looking at the scripture that we're going to look at, I go to, I go to, um, I read it on Sunday night. Then I read it again on Monday morning. Then I read it again on Monday night. And I look at it on Tuesday. And then I'll, I'll look up some stuff, and I'll, I'll look at this verse, and I'll th- all this kind of stuff. All I'm doing is what y'all should be doing. Like, th- and I'm not trying to, <laughs> this is, <laughs> now, now it's getting scary, okay? <laughs> now it's getting scary. But you can do this. You can do this on your own. This is where it gets scary. Y'all really don't need me. I appreciate you allowing me to use my gifting on that. But here's where I want to be at. I want, I want this to be a supplement to what you're already doing. I want this to be like, like, hey, Buchanan, I've been, I've, been, I've been reading the scriptures all week long, and man, I'm just excited to see. I'm just excited to see what God has shown you this week and how it can encourage me and help me. And, and it, here's what, Finish out Acts 17 this week. There's a challenge for you. Finish out Acts 17. Just finish it out and read about it. Read about idolatry this week. I encourage you. This would be really cool. Mark, this would be really cool. If everybody had read Acts 17 and we're all coming up like, yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that too. Man, I didn't see that. That's good, man. I love it. All right? Let's be that kind of people. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. I'm so much trouble because I'm way